Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard, and we are ready to take you on vacation. Not really, but kind of and sort of. So <laughs> We're ready so for Karen... you to take vacation. <laughs> and I imagine after this year, you are ready for you to take a vacation. So I want to start, we, we, we talked about why we wanted to do this topic and we thought, okay, again, this is another one of those topics we probably could have done any time in, in the last several months, but we really feel like, you know, we are the middle of December and we know that all of those seasonal holidays are, are wrapping up. And so some folks, these are just entirely their days on a calendar to other people. They have religious meetings to other people. It's, uh, you know, a reminder they're not going to see their family this year. So let's talk and let's start with what is a definition to you? For me, Carrie? a vacation is days when I don't look at my computer or my phone for work-related things for more than 10 minutes. And usually I am in a different place than my house. Okay. So, <laughs> so that's what it is for me because I do have a hard time not checking in for at least 10 minutes a day, but I can keep it down to 10. Okay. So I think that's great because that gives you, that allows you, you've, you've, you're going into vacation knowing what you define so as a vacation. So how do you define it? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I will be honest. I mean, I have had a hard time being a person who goes on vacation, um, for 30 years. Um, I don't think I ever had a problem with it as a kid. Um, but I've been self-employed for 30 for, wow, oh, whoa, for over 30 years. <laughs> and, um, as a result, because I was, a, a often a, a one woman show or I was over other staff, um, I always felt the buck stopped with me. So I always had this, um, it's not that I didn't feel like I could delegate responsibility, but I always felt like I had to be able to be available. So to me, the only true vacations have been ones where I've literally been out of the country. And I would even say, even with them, I still had my computers and I still had my phones because you just never knew. But having that with me allowed me to relax. Does that make sense? So I tried doing a vacation once where I left, I kind of did a carry and I kind of left my computer at home and I had my phone, but I wasn't even in a place where I could really get phone calls. And that was probably the most stressful four day experience for me. Yeah, I think... Again, being a leader, it's hard to completely check out. But for me, scheduling it as the either I'm going to check it in the morning or I'm going to check it, you know, I have a time that I'm going to check it and that I have set up a system so that if something catches on fire, <laughs> there is a system and I'll be notified that the fire trucks have left. Right? I, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's awesome. I mean, one of the things that I would say that I probably make sure I do when I go on something that I would truly call a vacation is that at least one thing a day is scheduled uh, for me. So my husband can completely, like he checks out, he is truly in vacation mode, whether it's one day, 12 days, and he doesn't care what he does. He will, he will decide every day to do something, but he won't necessarily have it planned. And so I'm a planner. 
so I definitely like things planned. And over the last, uh, you know, 21 years of being together, we have definitely figured out that at the minimum for us to enjoy a vacation together <laughs> with or without children, there has to be at least one thing scheduled every day. And that could be scheduling going to the That's pool. interesting because we have the same thing, but it's the other way around. I can have nothing planned, but my husband gets antsy. <laughs> which is weird because at home it's definitely I need a plan for every day or else I lose my mind but he's like ah, the day will just come as it comes so when we're on vacation we switch roles that that's funny so I mean we used to and depending on who we're traveling with or entertaining so sometimes we just have people to us and so we take it as a vacation time even though we have company so depending on those people's personalities i think that affects things too right so yeah. depending on who's coming to visit will depend on what level of structure um how much stuff uh, is on the schedule and what kind of stuff i mean i enjoy i have one friend who i love going to her house and i try to stress that i don't want her to do anything different i want to go do the stuff she does every day i want to go to her with her to yoga and to pilates and to make this absolutely gorgeous looking food and play in her pool and so to me what i think should be my schedule for the day is what her normal day looks like and so sometimes we have to kind of work that out because she's perfectly content taking off the day and i'm like but i wanted to go to yoga and pilates <laughs> and play in the pool and go buy your starbucks because because of social media, right? I'm very aware of how she spends her day. And, and I, it's so different than how I spend my day. So to me, that is kind of so, a vacation. you know, the reason we're talking about this is because you need to know what your definition is. And you need to be unplugged for most of the day if you're calling it a vacation for it to do what it's supposed to do for you. What is it supposed to do? What do you mean supposed to do? It's a vacation. It's something people tell it has me a I purpose. Have to do. It has a purpose. So <laughs> the purpose behind vacations is to recharge your emotional batteries and to give your brain space to come up with creative ideas. You can't, unless you're somebody who is a career creative, it's really hard to force creativity out of your brain when your brain is usually creative is when it's just free to wander and you know it's kind of wandering around in the woods and it picks up something shiny and then you're like <laughs> hey what if we did this thing when you go back to work because you your brain picked up the shiny thing as you were on vacation yeah, but see, like, my mind would immediately, like, I would then be spending, like, the next several days trying to flush out the shiny thing. Well, and, and... and I do that on vacation, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. But again, I always take a notebook with me because when my brain picks up the shiny thing, I need to write down what the shiny thing is. And then other times during that weekend or whatever, other thoughts related to the shiny object will occur to me and I need to have a place to park it because if I park it, then I can drop it and go back to awesome. just enjoying okay, so the vacation. So I think that phrase right there and that example is what I think is so important uh, for every person who goes on a vacation. So whether you're using the, the, the note section on your phone or you have a physical journal or something, 
uh, having a place to put an idea when it comes up so that you can continue to relax. And this could be, Carrie's example was creative. Mine often pops up with a the oh crap to-do list. Okay? But that's I mean, still <laughs> creativity because your brain is working on what are possible problems that may happen. So it's still creativity. It's not what people would think of as creativity, but it is creativity. Um, you know, doom scrolling is not creativity, but doom planning is creativity. Yeah. And so in my case, it's not even uh, so much from a doom and gloom kind of standpoint. It's a, oh, crud, I was supposed to do that. And so part of the reason that I park it, and I do use my notes like this on my phone a lot, is because if I am trying to be present with the people I'm with, um, the worst thing for me is to sit there and spend the whole hour and a half trying to remember the thing that popped into my head that I needed to make sure I did. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, and and, so... and the it is important as a leader that you at least twice a year check out. And really, once a quarter is recommended by all of the super um, productive leaders. You know, if you listen to a Tony Robbins or an Oprah Winfrey or any of those people who are at the top of their game in leadership, they suggest at least once a quarter that you have time when you are, quote, on vacation, unquote. So. So let's take that even a step further. Let's talk about those vacations and what that looks like and and how much time. So um, as a country, uh, two weeks is pretty much a standard vacation uh, in the United States. Now, there are other countries where standard is six weeks, and it's often taken as a six-week block. Uh, in the U.S., we rarely do two weeks as a two-week block, depending on what you do for a living. Um, and then there are industries where they they force, and I do mean it that way, long sabbaticals on staff that are six to twelve months long. So in childcare, for we their don't leaders, have the... not for everybody, but for the people in leadership, because yeah. well. It, not every teacher has to go on a sabbatical, but the ones who no. are heads of departments get pushed into sabbaticals more often. Well, I was thinking actually in the technology industry, it's as much the the doers and the creators, but it's only like every seven years. It's not like yeah. it's an every year thing. So as a child care center director, not only do you need to know what works for you, you need to program your staff and your parents and And I'm going to come back to Carrie and just kind of brag a little bit about how Carrie worked this early, 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 early in her career, and it has benefited her programs forever. So if you've listened to us ever talk about scheduling staff vacations and some of the other horror stories that we've had, um, as well as benefits packages, one of the things, one example I've used is in Carrie's programs, they were always, always closed the week of 4th of July and always closed the week before between Christmas and New Year. And what was beautiful about that is that all of her staff got a paid vacation. Every parent knew from the beginning this was happening and knew that they were supposed to pay in July the full rent, the full tuition and December the full tuition because the staff got a vacation. So it made it very easy for the families to plan their family vacations. It made it very easy for the staff to plan their vacations and it forced 
Carrie, as an owner of multiple centers, to take a vacation. Because again, uh, that's the important part is uh, being a director and the reason Carrie was really talking about even doing some quarterly vacations is that sometimes it's hard for us to even remotely kind of process taking time yeah, off. Yeah, because you're you're sure. I mean, I think I'd be I'm much better at taking a vacation from a center now than I was when I was an early director because I was sure that the water heater was going to explode, right? So I just shut the whole building down so that I could take vacation. Um, but if you're in a program and you can't rejigger the entire vacation plan, having a really clear SOP document, standard operating procedures, so that you have thought through all of those doom um, thought processes, like what happens if the hot water heater goes out and you've already written down what should happen. Okay, so so real quick, Carrie, and I know that historically CEY Press has had a publication available. Is this something that our listeners could actually get from CEY Press as a resource? Like, a I place mean, we to do start? have a basic standard operating procedure. It's a template and a couple of procedures. It's not okay. a it's not a, a a rigorous document. Um, it was actually designed for uh, it was redesigned for during COVID times, and it has things in there like, here's a letter to you know if you need to get a discount on your rent, here's the letter you send out to your landlord. And okay, so Carrie, some of those if somebody things. want if somebody wanted to get that template, how would they get that from you? What email should they reach out to? <laughs> Hello at colorful clipboard, um, or they can go to the store at texasdirector.org slash store. Awesome. Okay. So I just wanted to plug those because I know that those are resources we often talk about. And again, from a, from a new director standpoint, you may not have a clue where to start. So, um, so let's think through when we start talking quarterly. And one of the things that makes life really easy is when you take your vacation, when people expect it. Okay. So again, for those of you who are planners, so let's talk those through. So if we're looking at quarterly examples, we've got spring break, which in Texas is often the middle of March, right? So the end of the first quarter. Um, if we looked at July 4th, right? So there's a, there's the end of the second quarter, roughly, right? Yep. Labor Day, okay? So again, maybe not all of these are long vacations. Maybe they can they be are three just, days. Maybe they're going away and going camping. Yeah, and I then mean, finally, that last one um, would be that week between Christmas and New Year because why? Everybody's pretty much gone anyway. Now, granted, some of you might have industries that you serve that are, are just as busy or busier during the, those weeks. And, and I get that. So that may not be um, an the perfect time for, for you. But right. again, it's also a time to nurture your staff because your staff will rise to what you expect of them, just like children. Okay. Children behave better around their grandparents because their grandparents expect different behaviors from them because <laughs> they only see them for rare you know, for small amounts of time, right? So if you're going to be gone for, you know, you're going to be gone Thursday and Friday of spring break, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? You're going to take a four-day weekend. Have your after-school program coordinator be the one who is the designated director while you're on that vacation, because if something's going to blow up during spring break, it's much more likely to happen in your school-age program. (laughs) 
Okay. And uh, so they should be empowered to solve that problem as opposed to calling you to whine about how these two second graders are picking at each other all the time. They're in charge. They need to solve that second grader drama. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. And if you have an assistant director, then again, you know, they could be the person who's in charge when you're gone. Um, But not every center is big enough to have an assistant director. But you do have people on your team who you want to try out for leadership. And if they're trying it out for two days, if they fail miserably, it's not the end of the world. Exactly. And so, so you know, other ways to think about that is to look at are there uh, days your program's already closed, like federal holidays? And if so, maybe you take off the Thursday or even the Wednesday before that federal holiday. So whether it's the day in October Uh, whether it's one of the days in January or February, you know, however that might work. And that's another place to try out those uh, potential leaders in your program. Um, But communication is key. Yeah, this is how my mother um, decided who was going to be the president after her in her company, is that she left the state, and this is in the days before cell phones, And she left two people in charge and that didn't work out when she came back. (laughs) And so then she tried one of them being in charge when she went on another vacation and that worked. So that person became the direct, the, the president. So what you're doing is you're trying them on. If you think you have two or three people and you're not sure which one would work, give them a day to be in charge and see if the things explode. (laughs) Right. So, so, so let's kind of, I'm going to kind of try to, attempted a wrap up or kind of uh, bring together what we've talked about. And so we're talking about it is important, very, very important for you to take vacations minimum twice a year, four times would be better, but they don't all have to be a week Um, that you need to, as a director owner, put together some sort of standard operating procedure guide so that um, when the hot water tank explodes, people know who to call, what to do, all of those things. So they don't have to call you so that you don't have to manage the day-to-day operations while you're gone. And finally, I think that communication is really, really important. So making sure that you've communicated with the staff that you're going on vacation and who's in charge. The parents know that you're going on vacation and who's in charge and always tell people that you are unavailable. Okay. I mean, I don't care if you have your phone. If you tell them you're unavailable, then they will think a little bit before they call you or set up a a, a daily call that you're going to check in. Yeah. I find the daily call to work really well. I will call you every day at between three o'clock and three 15. If you had to call 911 before then, leave me a message, (laughs) text me. And that way they know what the bar is for when they can interrupt you. If 911 was called or the insurance company was called, go ahead and text me a message. (laughs) Those are great. All right. So, (laughs) sorry. I I, I love the, if you had to call 911. Okay. So, um, another thing that's really important with vacations is having... Um, an, an organization master calendar. So again, um, if you're going on vacation, are, is there anybody else on vacation? Um, are there anything, is there anything that's going to be due as soon as you get back? 
Um, I think one of the things that I have found that causes directors to regret going on vacation is that as soon as they get back, they have all this stuff to do because they didn't do it. You know, they were gone for a week. So really don't do it the week before taxes are due. (laughs) Just don't go away the week before taxes are due. That's not a good plan. Absolutely. So on a master calendar, know when all of the dates of all your reports are due. Again, if you are on food plan or you use any service that has some sort of report, um, put those on your calendar and do them before you leave. So that when you come back, you're not having to immediately clean, clean stuff up. So one of the worst things to me whenever I would go on a business trip was when I came in the garage, the first thing I saw in my house was the kitchen sink. I don't care if the rest of the house was spotless. If I walked in from the garage and saw, you know, eight days worth of dishes in the kitchen sink, I lost my crap, right? I mean, I just, I I would lose it. I would be so upset and I'd be so, like, I'd want to turn around and leave. Like, what was the point? You guys can't, you know, this is what you've left for me. So, um, and that happened whether it was my husband or my older kids. And, and so it took being able to identify that is my version of a, I've now come to work and there's all this stuff to do. (laughs) So, um, make sure you've cleaned your dishes before you leave. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, we want you to take vacation, but we want you to do it smart. And so you need to identify what feels like a vacation for you, set your staff up for success, and then get out of Dodge. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.